from the smallest room in New York City becomes a show that gives you a reason to live. Joining me now is uh, Seth Barron. How are you, Seth? I'm doing great, Pat. How are you? Well, you, I'm doing fine. Uh, listen, I saw you on Tucker the other night. You were talking about Mayor de Blasio. Uh, nice job. And uh, it's, it seems like uh, you were you were dead on as far as Tucker was concerned. He, he got a good laugh out of uh, what you were saying. Of course, I, I, we might I'm a funny guy. That. I'm a funny guy. Yeah, you're one of those guys who can make anything funny. Kind of. Not too many people have a good sense of humor. You know what? I just try to approach everything from a spirit of levity. Yes, a spirit of levity. Oh, speaking of Levy, Aaron, uh, you can oh. find he, he's uh, spotlighted on crimereport.nyc. Thanks to our conversation the other mm. day, episode 27. I just got interested, and I, I, of course, I found the story you were talking about. His brother was found dead, and his full confession, his full written confession, I have it there, too, and some video stuff. It's uh, Yeah, so if you have any interest about the guy who killed little uh, Libby Kletsky, uh, there you can find it at crimereport.nyc. At least some of your questions are sure to be answered. Well, it sounds like you're going to answer all my questions because I had no idea that uh, he wasn't trying to collect little boys. Yeah, <laughs> he was not trying to collect them at all. Although uh, he'd be off to a good start if he did with the uh, with the little boys. I noticed today we have a new record in our coronavirus deaths here in New York City. Oh, it's five hundred sixty-two, I believe was the was the uh, final figure for that total. Wait, you're telling me today that many today. people died? Uh, yeah, I believe that's no. now. Look, it, it, what? Let me tell you something. If 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 that's not what I read, then that's certainly what they intended for me to think I saw. Uh, because uh, it, it certainly looked like it said 560 people died. Wow, that's a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It says, uh, yeah, the, the move came uh, as the deadly respiratory illness claimed the lives of 562 New Yorkers overnight, the worst one-day total since the outbreak began. I would hope it was the worst since the outbreak began. But that must be New York State, right? Ah, if they're calling New Yorkers everybody in New York State, but we do have most of the cases in New York State. Yeah. So, But the total now, the state total is 2,935. Wow. What I would like to know is, in that amount of time, how many people normally die? Um, I don't know. It's good. And it's it's very hard to discover that kind of thing. No, no. You could look at uh, there's like a mortality report or a morbidity report. I could we could uh, find that. We could find I, that. You you would think I would already read the morbidity report. <laughs> yeah, should change the name of the show to the morbidity report. You know what? I asked De Blasio a question just today. Now I you did. I'm not a skeptic about the shutdown. I think that it's a good idea. I think we need it. I think it's going to I think it's working. Now, De Blasio has been he he had this op-ed in the New York Times today saying that the federal government government needs to uh, you know, draft all doctors and nurses into like a national army and send them here. He keeps saying that we're at war, that we need to have a wartime footing, that we need 65,000 more beds in New York City to deal with the problem. Uh, but the thing is, now, I, I could be totally wrong here, and I think I mentioned this last time, but we've been under lockdown for a couple of weeks now, right? 
Yeah, a couple of weeks. So there shouldn't really be that many new infections, or at least they should be radically suppressed. Um, and we're seeing this in the data. We're not like hospitalizations are down. Yeah. Total hospitalizations in New York City through today at 5 p.m. are 11,739. Now, that's total hospitalizations. That includes people who've gotten better and people who've died and people who maybe who didn't need to be in, like put on a ventilator. Wow, that's total hospitalizations for the for what period since the Three. whole thing started now i'm not saying that that's that's still a lot of people and a lot of people got sick and died but sure um hospitalization the number of hospitalizations if you look at the curve and this is all on their website seems to be trending down which is to be expected because we've been under lockdown so what i asked the mayor was like the, the biggest single number of hospitalizations in one day it's been updated, so it's 896, like three or four days ago. But basically, that seems to have been a peak, and then after, it seems to be dropping. Now, this data is not totally complete, but the numbers don't seem to be accelerating. Same thing with cases. Yes. You know, it, I don't know if we're at a plateau or what, but um, I, don't, I said, well, where do you get like 65,000 more beds on top of the 20,000? That would mean like like two months of peak hospitalization. I mean, yeah. how do you get like thousands more? How do you get it like increasing by a magnitude, an order of magnitude? So I, I'm not exactly sure. And his answer was not entirely satisfactory. You can go to my YouTube page and take a look at it. I'll send Pat the link. And Okay, great. Yeah, that'll be posted at crimereport.nyc too. That'll uh, be so phenomenal. For your convenience. Oh, yeah. And your Tucker appearance, by the way, also at crimereport.nyc. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, now, the numbers you were just talking about, what was he over-projecting so much? Well, he's saying that we're going to need, like, that soon there's going to be need for, we're going to, he says we need 85,000 beds. 85,000 beds. And so he, uh, he's saying yeah, that this number is going to increase by seven or eight times. Wow. Well, once. Yeah. These are not, this is not, this doesn't mean like there's 12,000 people in the hospital today. This means that that's the total number who've been hospitalized. A lot of them have left and, you know, a lot of them unfortunately died. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know. I mean, look, I could be totally wrong that we that the hospitalization rate has peaked and that we're on a downward trend. But I'm just looking at the numbers that they put out. So, you know. By the numbers that they've put out, yeah, you're, you're saying that, that we've, hit, we've hit a peak and we've, or at least we're at a plateau now that's somewhat less than the, than the highest amount that it's been. Yeah, that's my take. Well, that's good to know. It, it does seem as if they're not really willing to let go of the fear yet. They set an estimated peak date. It was supposed to be April 5th, and now that's pushed back. And now they're saying April and May. It, it yeah. seems a little strange. Is this just an abundance of caution, you think? Well... I think that on one hand, it's an abundance of caution. Uh, on one hand, it, on, on that same hand, it's, um, you know, let's be careful. Yeah, let's be really careful. On the other hand, I think, um, I mean, de Blasio today, he called for the um, United States military basically to take over the United States. He called, <laughs> yeah, I mean, take he, over the United States. He basically he said, called for like a military 
just just that we just transitioned directly into military dictatorship. My um, goodness. I mean, it was a little bit bizarre. I mean, it, it was weird. So he had, you know, I, he seems very, very happy about like a statist power grab. Um, but I don't know. It's very, um, it's very strange. Someone had mentioned to me that there's a possibility of uh, the National Guard coming to New York on uh, Monday. Okay. To do uh, what? Have you heard anything about that? I don't know because there's nobody out on the streets. Any, anybody who's outside who doesn't look like they have a specific reason to be outside is somebody that you know is gonna. It's like I need to buy a phone or some shit. You know what I mean? It's some weird. It's it's not really. It's it's. It, I'm not saying there's there's more than usual. I'm just saying that all the other you know noise that kind of normally drowns that out isn't there. Right. I mean, look, the National Guard can come out for all kinds of things. You know, if there's a flood, they can come out and pack sandbags or, you know, set up cots for people, you know, or they can, like, um, you know, shoot people who are breaking curfew. So, you know, yes. there's, all, there's, all kinds of, there's all kinds of things for the National Guard to do. I, I don't know. I don't know. I well, mean, you know, they, the federal government sent, the or the military, whoever, you know, the, the Pentagon sent a, a, a Navy ship that's a... A hospital ship. It has a thousand beds. So far, they've seen. Uh, of course, they're not there. They're to handle the, the overflow. When the regular hospitals are filled with 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 dying. Uh, yeah, the overflow. Just the regular stuff, though. They're not there for coronavirus shit. They're there for the people who want to go to the hospital, but you, they can't because the place is swamped with corona victims. And it's they've they've seen twenty people so far. Yeah, they had like what twelve people there at the moment. I mean, I, they, I, I know they refer to it I, as a joke. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing, you know, it, look, as de Blasio said, when I asked him this question, he's like, look, uh, maybe it'll turn out that we're, we didn't need all this stuff. <laughs> and that'll be great. Uh, I doubt we'll ever hear something like that. Uh, yeah, it says here, uh, as, as you were saying, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio on Thursday called for a national enlistment of medical personnel in the city. And that's become... Uh, and we need a national enlistment of medical personnel. He said anyone with medical training that could be spared needs to come to the front. Today, the front is New York City, but it will be all 50 states. He's, he's very doom and gloom. Here's what, he said. Here's what he said to me. We are preparing absolutely for worst case scenarios. So, Seth, if it turned out, you know, a month from now, your question was, wow, you know, it turned out to be a lot better than you projected and you had too much ready to handle the problem. I would be very, very happy with that question. Okay, but then also he heard, he had his top medical people answer the question too, and uh, I don't know. It was interesting. I I I, would, I I think that your people should go and check it out. Okay, yeah, definitely will. Uh, yeah, so the so the extra medical staff and the you know this national listing, all this stuff, it's uh, certainly strange. Now we have regular crimes as well, of course. Yeah, let's talk about some regular crimes. Why not? Uh, well, here's something. 
New York City prosecutors, the DAs, they blasted, well, I, I hate to make it all about all de Blasio all the time here, but they did blast the mayor after he appeared to go back on a vow that domestic violence and sex offenders would not be included among those released from Rikers mm. because of the coronavirus pandemic. And they feel screwed over because uh, he, he is letting them out. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Department of Corrections Commissioner, Cynthia Brand, said, uh, we were assured that the release would not include those serving time for domestic violence or sex abuse uh, offenses, given the risk uh, to the victims. Unfortunately, we later learned that such individuals were indeed oh. included in the ranks of those to be released. Oops. Yeah. Uh, the prosecutors said they have communicated our concerns, but these concerns have not always been heeded. So, uh, yeah, they, you know, and then, of course, they make it clear that, my God, we, we really do care about these prisoners and everything. But, uh, you know, there's I guess they're trying to say there's some sort of a limit, some sort of a line, which is surprising, even from the DAs, you know. Um, well, you know, e even the D I mean, the DAs, you got to remember, even though they're all like. Well, most of them are super progressive and super. um practically seem like they're working for the other side, they are still prosecutors. They can't totally just give up the ship. Right. Um, so, you know, they still want to um, at least maintain the appearance of caring about public safety. And, you know, look, these they, they, they know full well who it is that they've been putting in jail. You know, these are not, these are like, you know, pretty hardcore types. Yeah. Well, and it's an elected position as well, so right. I guess they they uh, you know they can they can get the political points for this really unpopular shit, even if they don't too much care one way or the other. Either way, I, yeah. which is which is what I would guess. You know, I, I don't think that they're really uh, too uh, too sincere about this, but it is it is ju it's just what we want to hear. If your husband like beat you up and went to jail, and then they're like, he's coming home, he might get a virus. He might get sick, and then uh, he gets to he gets to come home and finish the job on you. The first body we have, as far as that goes, I think will uh, will make all the difference. You know, uh, mm, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, surely that I mean that when that's splashed all over the front page of the post, like Tessa Majors and shit. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think they'll. Even even our mayor, I don't think, will be able to avoid that. And if you like hearing all this negative shit about Mayor de Blasio, by all means, come to crimereport.nyc and uh, click on Today in de Blasio. It's updated at least once a day oh. with new de Blasio news, since he is the scapegoat of the virus. You know, at least as far as New York goes. In the Daily News, a 49-year-old man named Andre Myrtle his name's Andre Myrtle, and he, uh, yeah. Andre Murder? Uh, Andre, yes, Andre Murder. He <laughs> shot 39-year-old uh, Pachula Myrtle, Murder in an apparent uh, Myrtle suicide as the two sat in an SUV in the borough so violent they named it Brooklyn. Uh, so we have a murder-suicide. He shot his wife, oh. and it's, it's unknown why the man chose to shoot himself. <laughs> When, you know, I'm always curious about when this happens, and do they, is it that they're like, well, I want to kill myself, but I know that my wife can't live without me, so I better take her with me. Right. 
Or uh, maybe, or, or yeah, I see the opposite. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Jesus, what have I done? Uh, I'm going to have to go to prison now, and they just take themselves out. Uh, or is it that they go, well, let's see, I want to kill myself, but I know my wife is going to fuck Jeff as soon as I'm dead. I don't want that to happen. You know what? I think that really, just not to defame anybody who's dead, we should refer to all murder suicides as double suicides and give everybody the benefit of the doubt and assume that this was something that was agreed on and it was yeah. a it was a loving, caring act. Sort of the ultimate act of love, you know, in a respect. That's that's a good point. We don't know. What do we know? There's no note, right? So we don't know. I, I yes, I want to stay alive. I cherish life, but because you want to die so badly, yes, I will murder you and then and then murder myself. I think, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, we From now on, there are no murder-suicides, only suicide-suicides. Yeah. Uh, they were parked in a Chevy Suburban in Starrett City. Do you know Starrett City? Yeah. I mean, I know of it. I don't know it well. Housing development. Yeah, it's in the Spring Creek section of East New York. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have known. You know, it's a bit of a rough area, I think. It's not like a... Um, it's not. It's not like a high rent area. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Any. Any. I don't think that they. W- there's a nice part of town in East New York. Uh, East New York is, of course, typically leads the borough, which leads the city in violent crime. Uh, typically, well, there's East New York, which is in Brooklyn, but then there's a little town called West New York in, in New Jersey. Jersey. Yes, yeah. there is. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I have been to West New York a number of times. What's it like? Oh, man, it's like, oh. it's a small community of uh, Cubans. And, uh, you know, a lot of people who uh, live in, in West New York, they take that Jitney bus that picks you up and yes. it costs like $2 or something. And it, right. it's just, and, and the reason why it's so cheap is because you often, unless you're the last person to board, you just have to sit there and wait until it's full. They don't run until the damn thing has all the people in it it can hold. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, those things are annoying because then sometimes people's roosters get loose and they're flapping all over the bus. <laughs> yes, it's very, yeah, that's a very common occurrence. Yeah, <laughs> you, Be prepared for feathers. Yeah, I had a girlfriend that lived in West New York, so I used to go there, you know, uh, we we actually spent a lot more time in my place in Chelsea at the time because uh, you know there's really, the 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 thing about West New York they always talk about is oh my god you know the view of uh, oh yeah is the view awesome well yeah you get a view of the New York City skyline from the west and that that's nice it's yeah. I, I guess it's your uh, but but then you're sitting there go you you feel like uh, Tony Manero you know wishing that you could uh, you right know. or Tony Manero's girlfriend rather oh well wasn't it- did, did he want to go? To, I thought it was his girlfriend, the dancer, who wanted to go to um, Manhattan so badly. Well, yeah, and then he would, but, you know, I, I remember scenes of him sitting there, so, you know, like looking off at the skyline by the Brooklyn Bridge and, and talking about the bridge itself. Hey, yeah. you, you, you know, a thousand people died making this bridge. <laughs> and one person died falling off of it in the movie. Oh, my God. Why didn't he call him, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the neighbor here of this, and I'll just end it with this quote here: the neighbor of, uh, of course, Andre murder and Petula murder in the suicide suicide. <laughs> the neighbor said, "I've never seen no altercations." Well, that's right. It was a love pact. That, that clears it up. 
you know, it was definitely a love pack. So let's just give all all these alleged murder suicide uh, people the benefit of the doubt in their why defame them now that they're dead, and just just but just I, let it go down as a double suicide. Well, well, here's a question though about that because like when somebody slaughters their family and kills themselves, uh huh, including like I don't know, like. Say they have a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and a nine-year-old. And a dog. And they kill all of them. It's just a mass suicide. Yeah. Like, maybe it was the three-year-old's idea. It might have been. Daddy, can we all die? I got a boo-boo. He's like, well, (laughs) I love my children, and I would never say no to them. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe even if it wasn't a three-year-old's idea, it's not that tough to talk a three-year-old into stuff, you know? Mm, yeah. That's so true. you could you can get them on board. So you think it was uh, a nine-year-old's idea? But what if, though? Mm. What if... And I, I mean, I don't know if everybody should be excused on that, because not all murder-suicides or, you know, suicide-suicides are are done by... are done by men, you know? Some are done by... Uh, women, you know, yeah, and, and so. they, they often have very different motives, you know, like, I, I don't think that, that that's uh, like, like, like if there's a gun used, you know, that's clearly women don't use a gun unless it's in anger. Their, their methods for killing themselves, if they're left to their own devices are n- hardly ever shooting themselves. Usually it's like a poison or something like that. Right. Well, because they, they're so pretty, they don't want to yeah. mess up their features. Right, but if you have the gun and you're going to do it that way with yourself, you know, then I, I think typically they'll go. They they just like whatever. If you're going to be dead too, then what's the difference, you know? But uh, maybe uh, maybe they. I don't know if they get a break. I think it might still be a murder. There's at least a possibility it could be a murder. Uh, anyway, if the yeah. woman does the murder suicide, well, you might have a point. You might have a point. Let's just say that whenever a man kills his family or his spouse and himself. Uh, it was just let's call it a double or mass suicide. <laughs> but what if he doesn't kill himself? Could it also be said? Could we give him the benefit of the doubt? He's the grieving widower at this point. He's all on his own. Yeah, he's like kind of like a um, a hero. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe she just over. Maybe he just oversaw her suicide. Yeah, know? maybe. Maybe and then what's the what's the difference in that? Yeah, exactly. Who's the Provorkian? Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, it's just euthanasia. Well, maybe. I mean, it, there's at least a possibility anyway. You never know. So the DAs they said this and that. An off-duty FDNY EMT. Uh, if you got all that, an off-duty FDNY EMT and his girlfriend were both charged with assault after walloping each other. And I said walloping each other with a broomstick in their home in Queens early Friday. One broomstick. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Two EMTs, one broomstick. Okay. Uh, 28-year-old EMT Elijah Hamlet arguing with his girlfriend inside their Rockaway's home. It was around 4 a.m. That's when the most violent arguments tend to occur. Uh, between 2 and 5, when he grabbed the broom and struck the 23-year-old woman in the face and ribs. I would never strike a woman, not even my own mother. Now, why would um, why was she arrested? Her name is Shakira Platz Rodriguez, and she took the broom away from him and hit him in the head. Oh, okay. 
But a broomstick, you know, it's like a real still... Punch and Judy show. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> a real a real Punch and Judy program. Uh, I hope this doesn't take them off the off the rolls for helping people with the coronavirus now. God, do you think that maybe that was the, the point? They were trying to get out of duty? Could be. Know. You know, some of these patients now, and I talked about this on the last episode, are, are becoming very rude. They spit with the spitting, you see, and they're and and they can be very verbally abusive. And uh, really, th- this is according to the staff of uh, and this guy who you know he runs a chain of uh, I don't know like uh, medical places, you know, where people come in. And yeah, he said that 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 he's had his lobbies wrecked, you know, and and uh, various things. So, Wait, but who like you're saying that EMTs go to pick up coronavirus patients in their ambulance, and then the people get mad at them? I don't I don't follow the um. No, people come in and they're sick, and and they're like uh, to the hospital. Yeah, or to to these medical centers. You know, yeah. that this guy, I uh, walk in medicals or whatever. You oh, know, right. they, and they they cough on them intentionally. They Jesus. spit at at the at the staff. They wreck the lobby. They uh, yeah, they not all of them are good people. You know, I guess is what they were trying to say. Uh, they that maybe they just want a little a little respect for their uh, for their staff. Respectoration, respectoration, rather than expectoration. Exactly. Did you know crime in the city up about twelve percent over the first three months of the year? Uh, that's even including this downturn that we yeah, have had. I know. It's so um, that's how that's how strong of a start we got off to this year. I think. Well, it looks pretty good. Yeah, things are things have calmed down quite a bit, but I don't know. I mean. I wonder. I hope things stay stay low. I mean, it's going to be pretty bad if a lot of cops are sick, and you've got um, you've got like the criminal element just deciding to take advantage of things. Yeah, uh, it's a situation like that because, I mean, on the one hand, everybody's home. On the other hand, people are not using their cars so much. I guess car thefts spiked. Uh, thefts they have spiked sixty five point five percent. Wow. And uh, a lot more robberies too, six hundred eighty-five more than than last year. That's a twenty-five percent increase. Burglaries have jumped by twenty-two percent, and uh, more grand larcenies as well. So, really, basically, aside from murder, every index crime uh, we we see a pretty dramatic jump. Well, you know, I don't like to be the one who t- says I told you so, but when they get rid of bail so you know people can just commit crimes and then basically walk away so you know there's there's not a lot of um disincentive no there's 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 no there's really no disincentive Uh, if see they they equate i guess criminals are, are kind of like they live in the moment you know they're very zen and uh yeah once they're out of jail they're not really thinking like well i still have this trial to deal with i still i've got court i've got oh man this is gonna be a big hassle i gotta pay a lawyer blah 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 that's not really their concerns it's just like wow i'm out uh what was i doing when i got locked up oh yeah back to back to what i was doing yeah and they tend to just repeat yeah um as my my um my friend ralph mangual who's been on your show rafael mangual uh, he's yeah. a colleague of mine, and he kind of makes the he makes an interesting point. He knows a lot about criminology and stuff, and he makes this interesting point that um, criminals aren't. It's not like they're specialists. So just because someone 
maybe the last crime they got picked up for is a nonviolent crime. It doesn't mean that they're nonviolent, right? Just because, like, oh, well, he was only uh, arrested for shoplift, or not for shoplift, for yeah, for shoplifting or stealing or robbery or whatever. He smashed and grabbed something, stole a, a car. Um, like, it's not really that accurate to assume that he's a nonviolent person. I mean, he may yeah. be, but you know, just because just, before, just, just because the last thing he got arrested for was a nonviolent crime doesn't mean that he's, you know, not not a pretty bad guy. That's what we love about the movies. Is I, no, I'm I'm just a safe cracker. That's my specialty. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. That's why they call me fingers. Uh, you know, they, but they have uh, a proposal in Albany now to uh, scale back the uh, bail reform and it's in the budget because that's where it was, you know, previously, I guess. So I guess that's where they have to make this correction. And, uh, you know, not everybody's for it. It's not a sure thing at this point. No, 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 not at all. It would just basically give the judges a little bit more latitude on certain crimes like vehicular manslaughter and, uh, terrorists, you know, if you make a terrorist threat, uh, or it, you also have uh, if defendants are if they reviolate the moment they get out, you know that would also be a factor. I think the judges really, uh, I don't look for them to even if this if they did make these changes, which is like the guy says here, you know, it's a uh, some people there still oppose it. Uh, I don't I don't know if we can look for the judges to uh, to be the the perfect stopgap one hundred percent of the time. Although it is their job, uh, they uh, they tend to. They tend to err on the side of uh, of, of carelessness, recklessness. Some do. Some do. Um, well, that's another thing my associate Ralph says is that that's why they need to have a, um, you know, like guidelines or an algorithm that that looks at your offense, looks at your criminal history, and uh, does it on that basis. Yeah, we have algorithms now. So why? And, and of course, you know, a judge might be the final say. But then again, you know, why should they be? I mean, should there be some extenuating circumstance? But I, I agree. I agree. And I think they do that in New Jersey. Um, yes, I believe they do. I'm not actually totally sure, but I think you may be right. Yeah, which is which is great. You know, it's it's not a bad way to go. It it's it definitely takes the the guesswork out of it. You know, it, it all just depends on who, who gets to set the algorithm, you know, like how many of these and how many of those and, you know, what, what has what weight. Well, that's what see, a lot of people complain about the algorithms because they say that it's um, that they're racist. Oh, a racist algorithm. Like, like there's certain crimes, less of those will, will land you in jail with no bail. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, it seems like it, it wouldn't be racist, but they're saying um that's what that's what the uh, opponents say that that if you use and that even the, the 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 algorithms are racist, the judges are racist. So the only the only thing to do is not to let um, not to put anyone in jail. Oh, by the way, did you see what um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez said? Yeah, she's. I, I don't. I don't know that I disagree with her. If you're talking about her statements about Cuomo, no, no, no. What she said about um, how we need to have reparation reparations about coronavirus for minority. Oh, oh really? Corona- yeah. Okay, yeah. For the Chinese who are getting beaten up by the minority, other minority communities? No, no, no. She said, she said black and brown people are um, dying at higher rates 
Although I don't know how she knows that exactly, because I don't think that, that too much data has come out about that yet. But that black and brown people um, deserve reparations for coronavirus. Huh. All right. So well, I mean, I think I think they're giving reparations to pretty much everybody on this one. So yeah, I mean, uh, right. But I think that I don't think it works just to say, well, we're giving reparations to everybody. The point has to be that the reparations go to. It's not. It's not fair if everybody gets the reparations. I guess that's right. Yeah, the reparations have to go to the people who are the victims of of um, historical injustice. Yes, uh, the victims of this uh, this attack on their respiratory system. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, she's really just trying to get ahead of the curve because I'm pretty sure. For some reason, I just think, yeah, there will be a way if even if it if it isn't like strictly speaking, very much uh, like 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 extremely disproportionate. I think it, you know, there will be a way of representing it that oh, way. Sure, so, I mean, like, sure, sure. St- might as well start saying it now because it's going to be what they're saying later. Yeah, I mean, I think we all knew that this was coming. Yeah, it's about time, really. I mean, this is a they were stunned into a uh, into you know, non-accusations of racism for almost, almost two almost long. a couple of weeks, really. I almost forgot how racist I was for a second. Right. But fortunately, uh, um, she's, she's woken up and she remembers. Uh, now, uh, continuing with some of these crime numbers here though, yeah. we have, uh, after having one of the deadliest years of late murders did dip about 10%. That's good news. And, uh, we also have one fifth fewer rapes were reported through the end of March, cool. but the NYPD believes that the decrease, it was due to the victims not coming forward. Rape continues to be underreported. A spokesperson said in a release, okay. now, how did, how the hell do they know that? Did, I mean, I like, know. uh, did they see some rapes that, that they're like, you want to report that? Uh, what, what happened? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I couldn't tell oh, you. Oh, I see. I see. There's certain <laughs> things you, you don't want to speculate on, and I, I don't blame you because, like, uh, I, I guess it, it stands to reason that some are going to go unreported because, uh, you know. I'm sure some do go unreported. yell at me about it, but I mean, I agree. I agree. Crime's still on the upswing until March 11th, uh, and that's, uh, there were more than 600 major felonies reported, but the pandemic slowed down most criminal activity. And March ended up uh, 4.2% down in major crime. Great. Uh, so. Well, at least, at least de Blasio's crime numbers will, um, will come out well. <laughs> That'll be- There's always an upside. A man broke into a Bronx recycling facility, final story, and made off with $30,000 in cash. Uh, a recycling facility, and I did not know that they uh, that kind of scratch was to be found. You would think that everybody would have taken their money and put it someplace. You know, it was all in nickels. Yeah. <laughs> it was all in cans. Uh, yeah, the crook broke a window to sneak into the Alpha Recycling Company. Primarily reclaims cars, catalytic converters. That's the main oh, thing. Okay. Okay. So I guess if they're reclaiming catalytic converters, I suppose. Uh, now, why why would they be reclaiming those? Don't we need those? Well, you turn it in and you get like 75 bucks or whatever. The reason I ask is because down south, the difference in Tennessee and Georgia, I remember, was that you had to have a catalytic converter in Georgia. But in Tennessee, they would just cut them off. Okay. So you yeah. could 
So you could keep your uh, leaded gas or something, or what? Yeah, so you could run it. I, it supposedly it ran a little different or something, or just out of spite, possibly. I don't really. Yeah, know. yeah, I've heard of that. Now you're saying that, that that was it was legal to do that in Tennessee. Absolutely, you didn't have to. Have, okay, there were no emission standards at all. I bet that's changed. It's probably changed since then. Yeah, this is this is going back uh, a number of years. Well, I think catalytic converters contain some platinum. Oh, really? Yeah, so, you know, probably not that much, but enough. Yeah, I think there's or some precious metal in there that can be... Um, Traded for liquor. <laughs> yeah. CrimeReport.nyc. If you do want to have a look, uh, along with, you know, Seth on Tucker and Seth's uh, questioning of the mayor today, which I look forward to watching, Seth. It's really, it's uh, cool to, to be, uh, you know, doing the show with somebody who has... Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Somebody who can who gets to actually ask questions of the mayor. Well, we're preparing for the absolute worst. And uh, apparently that's he's going to restate that as many times as as necessary. Yeah. I hope we don't get the army here. That would be better, I think. I don't, I don't think we necessarily need guys uh, holding bayonets, poking us back into our homes. I mean, I could live without it. Yeah. So check that out at crimereport.nyc. And uh, also, uh, do you have any? Uh, do you have an article coming up that you can give us the uh, give us a preview of? Well, uh, well you know, I, m- I might write something about De Blasio for next week, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for being here. <laughs> sure, Pat. Take care. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.